0: What is up, fellow parentals? How are you doing today? Oh my, you're looking so fine. My name's Alex Brody, and I'm the host of Help, I'm a Dad, the podcast where we talk about everything related to fatherhood, and happy Wednesday. I hope you're all having a good day so far, a good week so far. Just a quick update on last week's episode. Thank you for everybody that gave their opinion, and absolutely nobody agreed that driving on an empty tank should be called driving an Alex. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. That debate has been settled. And a special shout out to Megan Anthony sitting on your couch, (laughs) enjoying this podcast together. So, what are we talking about today? Well, I'll tell you today we have an exciting and maybe daunting topic for some of you soon to be parents out there. We're going to be talking about finances, money, money, money. One of my least favorite topics, but no doubt. Still super important, like how to prepare for welcoming a new human into the world, what to take into account, and hopefully helping you ease the big question of, are we financially ready? As you know, my wife and I are looking to expand our family, which in itself can be very emotional And so to balance out a little bit, we've started having more in-depth conversations around finances. Now, we've always been very transparent with finances. We've always had an open communication about it. However, now we quickly realized that this topic could become super overwhelming if we didn't have a game plan. And I like a good plan. And I will just add that my wife is definitely a doer. (laughs) And if you open the dictionary and look at a description of proactive, you're going to see a picture of my wife. Just a beautiful, oh, so that's why I always carry a dictionary with me in case I, you know, want to see her. Ah, I'm so special sometimes. Very glad that I can make myself laugh, if not anyone else. (laughs) But uh, Joe, Joe probably appreciated that, right? Huh. Okay. All right. So I realize not everyone's situation is going to be the same, Right. Everyone's situation is definitely different. And uh, not everyone has the luxury of things like paid leave or dual income, not related to dual Lipa. So we're definitely fortunate in that aspect to, to have those opportunities. And I do still think it's very important to start thinking about how a new baby is going to impact your budget. So what can new dads and parents expect from a financial standpoint when preparing for a new baby? My wife and I came up with a few tips that I thought I'd share with you to help you prep for the new bundle of joy. First things first, create a budget and evaluate your current finances. Leave nothing off the table. Every single penny you can account for, do it, because that'll help you in the long run. Fun money is almost a joke these days with everything that is up in the air, save for Uh, mortgage, save for retirement, save for college, save for a dowry. (laughs) Dowry's still a thing? I don't know. But review your income and expenses and identify where you can make adjustments to make room for the added cost of a new baby. Maybe it's cutting back on dining out or travel or shopping. I can see that they're still important parts of life to travel experience to to go shopping and buy things for yourself and you know dining out going on a date but finding those things or simply just redirecting your savings right after you've gone through your monthly expenses then you can determine how much you can allocate towards new baby expenses it may seem premature you may think i'm silly but it makes us feel like we're on the right path and moving towards our goal and I'll say this again, a baby will cost as much as you want it to cost. No matter how much you can save, there will be a way to make it enough. If you can only save a smaller amount, rest assured that you will find ways to make that work. There are always tricks that can pull that penny further, so to speak. I learned that from my grandparents. They were they were exceptionally good with the money that they did have. And speaking of taking advantage or making things go further... Have you thought about your insurance or your leave policies? We certainly did. When my wife moved over to a new company, she made sure that when she reviewed that contract, she was looking. And it was not very good. It was, it was, it was really bad, to be honest. So she negotiated something better. And if you work for a company with benefits, make sure to check if you have a parental leave policy. Now, I'm no expert. I'm just a regular guy. But from what I've read and from what I know, parental leave is a period of time that allows new parents to take a break from work and care for their baby or newly adopted child without jeopardizing their employment. Super important. Almost a basic human right, I would argue. So, for example, your employer may continue to pay you fully or partially for 6, 12, 20 weeks. And then in addition to that... In Canada, at least, the employment insurance, or EI as we call it, the program provides eligible employees up to 69 weeks of parental benefits with biweekly payments that are calculated at a rate of 55, 55% 55 of their average weekly insurable earnings. To recap, EI top-up is an additional payment to supplement employee benefits during parental leave and it's a way to help employees cover any financial gaps or shortfalls they might experience while on leave this top up usually ranges from a few hundred dollars up to a few thousand dollars per month depending on your income and your employer i don't believe you can receive ei top-ups for more than a year but i could be wrong and if you do want to take 18 months off. I believe the EI top up maximum is just spread over 18 months instead of 12. So the bi-weekly payout is less. Again, I'm not an HR specialist, but the gist of all of this is it's important to know what type of coverage you have. So do your research, reach out to an HR rep, or see if you can find the documents if you don't want to sort of raise a flag and say, hey, I'm planning here. There may be different options, like even finding an employer that has better benefits. And that, that is a serious and real option. You know, a lot of people will use this as a push to find a better job for themselves or a better situation. Interesting how you will push yourself to be better for someone else rather than yourself. That gets into some interesting psychological things and giving yourself permission and saying that you're worth it and all of that. But that's, I ain't touching that. All I'm saying is it's good to know what is available to you. And if not, it's okay to look elsewhere. Now, parental leave and EI doesn't necessarily cover everything, so you have to start saving. And I read somewhere, can't remember for the life of me where, that the cost of raising a kid from birth to 18 years old is upwards of $250,000. I, come on, I think that's very conservative. I actually find that kind of low. I'd ballpark it higher in Canada, depending on where you live, but best to start saving early regardless and again like i said it seems like we're being told to save for literally everything in our lives these days and we have no free fun money to do anything else but where there's a will there's a way i've just thrown a whole bunch of things at you now, while you're listening, maybe you're making a mental checklist. You're thinking, oh, yeah, that's a good point. That would be interesting. I should follow up on that. Or maybe you're actually taking some notes. You're on the right track. The next point is get organized. Whether you're trying to conceive or are already pregnant, creating a checklist of all the essential items you'll need for your baby will not only help you prepare, but it'll also help you and your partner connect and get excited about the process. The minutiae, the nuances of, oh, we're going to need baby boots. Well, what color boots are we going to need? Oh, The baby's going to need to sleep somewhere, and then that opens the whole thing about a crib, a pram, uh, the baby room, what color, what decal, what mobile. Just remember that you don't need to purchase everything all at once, and some things can wait until after the baby is born. And, of course, there are just some things that you can't plan. So my advice is plan for that. Plan for the unexpected. Have a note for yourself that something will happen that you have no idea what's going to come along the way, but you're prepared for it mentally. Emotionally, that's a whole other question, depending on what actually might occur. Expect the unexpected, as the old adage goes. Lastly, we haven't even thought much about this yet on our side, but I'd add childcare costs to the list. It's perhaps one of the most significant expenses we'll all face as new parents if you aren't able to have family or in-laws or parents help you with the child. And there's certainly going to be days where nobody's going to be available, and you're going to have to use some sort of child care provider. It's going to be a cost. Even aside from budgeting money, you should go out and check the child care options in your area and what you're comfortable with. You might gel or vibe better with one place rather than the other. The flip side of childcare, as you may have heard in one of my latest episodes, my father-in-law stayed home with two girls back in the 80s, early 90s, which the two girls would be my wife and her sister, my sister-in-law. And that was really unheard of back then. It's becoming more popular these days and much more commonplace. And maybe that's something we'll have to consider in the future. If it makes sense for us financially, there is a bit of a trade-off, a salary that comes in. If more than that salary is going towards childcare, then maybe it just makes sense to stay home. I've already told my wife I wouldn't be opposed to being a stay-at-home dad. I'd actually quite like it. And to which she responded, you're taking away my dream. I guess we might just have to flip a coin. Or, or, or we both retire early. If there's one joke in this whole podcast, that's probably the biggest one. Having a baby is an incredible moment. And I hope my wife and I... Do get to experience that in the future, but it definitely comes with its fair share of worries, especially around the topic of money. Just remember to set realistic expectations and don't be shy to ask for help from experienced parents who have been in your shoes. That's what we've done. My mother-in-law is an amazing source of financial literacy. Thank you very much. Between the recent and what seems like never-ending cost-of-living increases inflation, food prices, gas prices, and like I said before, everything else. Just proactively taking some baby steps towards budgeting for your new baby and having a bit of a game plan will definitely help with stress levels. I'm sure of it. All in all, everybody, that's the episode for today. I do have some State of the Union sort of updates Uh, I've gotten some feedback on the episodes themselves, and while you've been enjoying them, one of the stronger pieces of feedback is that you would prefer a little bit more structure to the episodes, as well as the length. Sometimes they say length doesn't matter, but in this instance, you all are indeed looking for longer. 45 minutes of length. So far, the episodes have been about 10 minutes long, roughly. And 45 minutes seems like a larger stretch for me. I can assure you that I'll give it a shot. I know it takes a lot more work to figure out concepts, content, and all that. I'm not afraid of trying that. Also, the update on the video podcast version. It sort of took a back seat since I lost my voice and then got it back the mornings, since I lost my voice and got it back. They're atrocious. I, I actually sound like a frog. I used to have a deep voice in the morning and like very relaxed, now it, oh my gosh, it's not good. Uh, I really hope that permanent damage has not been done. Yeah, it's kind of a sobering thought. Another thought is also adding in segments to the podcasts. Aside from the topic of the day, or topic of the week, I have been toying with the idea of adding in segments it doesn't have to be every episode but one thing i was thinking was it tickles me in a way is you know that segment from family guy where peter griffin's talking about grinding his gears the things that grind his gears if there's moments of frustration and just pure asinine behavior that i come across i was thinking it could be fun to outline that but then on the flip side to grind my gears have sort of a fatherly advice segment right after that as if I was my own dad, giving myself advice on how to deal with that frustration, which I think would be kind of interesting, or at least for myself, to put myself in that mindset. We can be so hypocritical sometimes where we complain about one thing and then turn you know, turn around and be like, wow, you shouldn't be complaining about that. You should be thankful and all that. I would like to actually get to the place where just my instant reaction to situations that are frustrating is just a smile and kind of a shake of the head and just well that's life you know this is the way this is the way anyhow much love everybody i'll catch you next week thanks for being a part of this community and following us wherever you get your podcasts if you'd like to leave some of your insights you can find us on instagram currently at help i'm a dad podcast or click the link in the description to leave a voicemail We'd love to hear from you. Your message might even be featured on a future episode of our show. We appreciate your support and can't wait to hear from you. Much love.